The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, October 12th. Today's Big Idea? Stepped-up attacks on the press reflect Donald Trump's bunker mentality. NBC's story yesterday that Trump asked his national security team about increasing the size of the nuclear arsenal tenfold prompted more than just an angry denial from the president. Trump tweeted that it might be appropriate to revoke the network's license to operate because the story is, quote, bad for the country. Then, during a photo op in the Oval Office with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, the president said again, quote, it's frankly disgusting the way the press is able to write whatever they want to write people should look into it. He just couldn't let it go. He circled back to the theme again last night, tweeting another attack against the media. He said the federal government should review licenses and possibly revoke them for other networks as well. Much will be written about how Trump's authoritarian-sounding diatribe highlights his lack of respect for the Constitution and the institutions that make America great, including, but not limited, to the Fourth Estate. But the comments yesterday also add fresh data points to the cementing narrative that the brooding president has become increasingly isolated and angry, feeling under siege, whether from special counsel Bob Mueller or Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Corker. The president has adopted a bunker mentality that prompts him to lash out at any perceived enemy. Like Elvis used to shoot up his TVs, Trump is shooting the messenger because he doesn't like stories that reflect poorly on his leadership abilities. The conservative base distrusts the mainstream media, so it's always been politically useful for the president to use the press as a foil. But it's created a vicious cycle. The more that gets revealed about Trump's struggles and White House dysfunction, the angrier and more distracted he becomes. Several stories this week offer insight into the president's state of mind. Trump in recent days has shown flashes of fury that left his aides scrambling to manage his outbursts. Speaking with one of my colleagues at The Post, one Trump confidant this week likened the president to a whistling teapot, saying that when he does not blow off steam, he can turn into a pressure cooker and explode. Quote, I think we are in pressure cooker territory, this person said. My colleague Ann Guerin, who covers the State Department, reported yesterday on the inside battle in the White House about the Iran deal, and she has details from a mid-July meeting when Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and Defense Secretary Jim Mattis were trying to get Trump to stay in the Iran deal. One person familiar with the meeting told her that, quote, the president threw a fit. Yesterday, Vanity Fair's Gabe Sherman reported that the White House is in crisis mode this week as aides struggle to contain the unfocused and increasingly irate Trump. And that is the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, more awful news from California. The wildfires in Northern California remain almost completely uncontained. The death toll has now risen to 23. Hundreds more are missing. Statewide, 8,000 firefighters are combating 22 fires. Officials warned yesterday that some of the biggest fires could merge, which would make them even more deadly. Thousands have been told to evacuate or prepare to leave their homes. The fires are putting a strain on federal resources. They come on the heels of the major hurricanes and in total represent just one of 22 disasters that FEMA is managing across the nation right now. Number two, Pinterest, the online image bookmarking site used for inspiration for things like home decor, fashion and recipes, has joined the list of Silicon Valley companies that hosted or were exploited directly by the Russian disinformation campaign during the 2016 election. 
The company acknowledged yesterday that the site has become a repository for thousands of political posts created by Russian operatives to create discord in American society. The operatives don't appear to have posted directly on Pinterest. Their influence spread to the site through users who came across Russian content elsewhere and unwittingly pinned it to their own scrapboards. The company's acknowledgement demonstrates just how far content can spread once it's posted on any site or social network. Number three, House Speaker Paul Ryan backed away yesterday from his talk last week about legislative action to ban bump stocks, what we call the device a mass shooter used in Las Vegas to create machine gun-like rapid fire from his legal semi-automatic rifle. Instead, Ryan and House Republicans said they hope that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives will act administratively to outlaw the devices. House Republicans are painfully aware of the fact that they've signed few pieces of major legislation into law, including no Obamacare repeal, despite controlling the presidency and both chambers of Congress. In light of that, several House Republicans say that it would be politically untenable to put a gun control bill on Trump's desk at this point. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, October 12th. You can read much more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.